Acts chapter 4. We're going to look at a couple of verses uh, here. As you're turning here, several, several years back, a married couple was planning to go on vacation in the Key West, Florida, and the husband went down first, while the wife, she had to stay back and finish up some things uh, there in New York City. As the husband arrived and decided to email his wife to tell her that he had arrived in Key West, he, uh, he typed his message, but sadly, he accidentally typed the wrong email address in. The email went to a woman who was grieving over her recently deceased husband. The grieving woman checked her email read the man's letter, then passed out cold in the floor. Her daughter came in, looked at the computer screen, and it read something like this. Honey, this is your husband. I just wanted to tell you I got here okay, and I have all your bags checked in and ready for you to get here tonight so we could be together. P.S. It sure is hot down here. All right. What a perspective. Listen, 2023 is gone. Now we're sitting in 2024. How's your perspective tonight of 2024? There's a lot of what-ifs that's going to happen. A lot of what-ifs in my life. A lot of what-ifs in your life. And it's going to happen whether we like it or not. What is your perspective here? What if? They're scary two words. And I find that from a lot of people's mouths. I want us to look at a few passages uh, here tonight, and I want to I emphasize something on changing your view. Don't look at 2024 as what if it's a disaster. What if it's something bad? What if? I want you to look at something like this. I want you to look in the eyes of of our Savior. I want us to change our perspective tonight. Number one, what if? What if this is the year of refocusing? Many times we, as the early... Let's go back to the verses. Let's look at the verses first before I get into this and let's read. Acts chapter 4, would you look at verse 31 tonight? Acts chapter 4, verse 31, and the Bible says, And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the, of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Father, I ask you to be with this message tonight. Lord, I pray that it, uh, it is heard with receptive ears and a receptive heart. And Father, I ask you to touch me tonight. And give me and direct me with the exact words I need to say and the exact thoughts. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. When we look at the early church, uh, we find some, some new beginnings. The first 
came there at the day of Pentecost where uh, Peter preached the, the power of God and he saw some 3,000 souls saved. But then you continue reading uh, there in Acts chapter 2 and you'll go through the whole chapter of chapter 2 and just a short time later you find that not just 3,000 souls got saved but four, uh, over 5,000 souls were saved and added to the church. Acts 4.4 4 said this, Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. As we just celebrated a transitional part from 2023 to 2024, let me say this, the same problems that you had in 2023, you woke up in 2024 with the same problems. Am I correct? I would love to say that when, when the clock struck 12, that all my problems disappeared. All my situations that I was dealing with, it was gone. But sadly, the same worries, the same fears, the same burdens, everything, the same needs were still there. But I don't want you to look at that. See, in other words, when we look at that, we're focusing on the wrong focus. What about looking at new possibilities with God? What if the new year that we're living in, this point in time when God moves in power and allows you and I to see His power, and in, in our life we allow God to work in our life, we see uh, God restoring you. I would say, you know, it, it was once said that, uh, and you may disagree with me, with me when I say this, but they say, for those who come to church on Sunday morning, love the church. Those who come on Sunday night, love the pastor. Those who come on Wednesday night, love the Lord. Listen to me. I don't mean that in, in di any disrespect for those who may not be able to be here or something like that, but let me explain something to you. I may be preaching to the choir here tonight, but as God works in our life, there may be some in this room that have been guilty of distancing themselves from the Lord. Maybe in your life you've been looking and you've, you've claimed the name of Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but you haven't been living the life that you should before Him. You don't pray as you should. You don't go to church as you should. You don't trust Him as you should. You don't read your Bible as you should. May this be the year that you confess these and allow God to bring them back, bring you back closer to Him. I have several verses here. I'm not going to read them all for the sake of time, but one good verse I can say is 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what? God not only restores us, but He renews us. In other words, you may be one of these people in the room here tonight that's living right, but you just don't love the Lord like you used to. Maybe there's a coldness in your heart where there used to be a hot, blazing love. You remember the honeymoon period when you got saved. You remember what it used to be like when you first got saved? I remember... January the 28th, at the age of 23, when I got saved, 
Can I say this? That everybody knew that I had gotten saved. What happened? Why did I grow cold? Why did you grow cold? Everywhere you go, do people know that you're saved? Do you let people know what God's done in your life, even if you've been saved for many, many years? Here I find the one thing I don't want to be is like this church in the book of Revelation. In Revelation 2, he says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. He says, and has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Maybe you say there used to be a shout, but now it's gone. There used to be a zeal, a passion for the Lord, for the business of what God is, uh, is in. But you know what? We go year in and year out and the zeal is gone. And maybe this is the year that you say, Lord, I want that joy. You know, David, as he went through the process of not only going uh, sinning before God with Bathsheba, but yet... She got pregnant and that child died. The Bible tells us that he sat down and he begged the Lord. He didn't say, Lord, save me again. See, Christ died once for you. You only get saved once. But this is what David said. He said, Lord, rejoy the joy. Restore, excuse me, restore the joy of my salvation. Here I find it's like a washing machine. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. For us, it would be repent, repeat, repent, repeat, renew. Last time I looked, uh, if a washing machine is not doing its job and you stick dirty clothes in the washing machine and it comes out dirty, is what you're doing, doing its job. Your clothes are still dirty. The washing machine is not getting it done. Well, you know, if we repent before God and repeat and we keep close accounts with God, we will renew. It can happen for you this evening. How about if God refocuses you? There are so many people in 2023 that kept their focus behind them. I hear it all the time. Guess what? I do it. I remember the the preachers of yesteryear. I remember the preachers that used to preach with power and might. And you know, you see revival. Well, we've lost that. No, we haven't. The same God that was here with those men is the same God that's here with us tonight. May we refocus this evening in 2024 for us to get our eyes on the one who really matters. Hebrews 12, verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which does so easily beset us and run the race with patience. The race 
that is set before us, looking unto Him, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before us endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endures such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Listen to me, 2024. It can happen. You may not believe it, but it can happen. Where's your focus at tonight? Here, number two. This could be the year, the year of rejuvenation. You say, what do you mean? What do you mean? According to verse 31, if you'll go back to our text, Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The other church prayed. They were a praying church. And God used and God moved in the power to answer their prayers. The place where they were praying was shaken by the power of God. Listen to me, if anything in my life is the worst or the lacks of my life is prayer. I lack the power of prayer that I should. You know what? You want to see God work. And I've seen God work. But it's the power of prayer that God can change. What a wonderful, unforgettable matter. If this year God answers your prayers, what if God answers those prayers that you've been praying for? You say, well, you know what? I've been praying for the same prayer for 40 years. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep praying. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Don't let up. We don't know what God has in store for 24. What if He just answers them for you? It is a real possibility. Isaiah 65 verse 24 said this, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer thee. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. This year could be the very year that you've been praying for your children to get saved and God saves them. You've been praying for your children to come back to the Lord and He brings them back. Maybe you've been praying for your spouse, for Jesus to save them. To achieve victory over some spiritual problem that you've had in your life. Maybe maybe this year uh, you've been having some financial issues and God answers that very prayer. Listen to me. What if this year you have your health restored? You know what? Many of us are dealing with health problems and only God is the one who can take care of that. You say, well, what about doctors? Listen to me. Those doctors are in the hand of Almighty God. Only, only, only God is the one who allows that to happen. What if your marriage needs to be saved and restored? That can happen. You see, the things that you and I have been seeking God for can overcome. This could be the year. Don't give up. You know, it's not walk in sight, but it's walk in faith. Trust Him. Psalm 37 verse 4 said this, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. What if? You know, 
normally what if usually comes with, with a bad description, a bad indication, something that's bad. What if? We're worried about what if? What if my car breaks down? What if my health goes bad? What if my job, I lose my job? What if? You know what? What if this is the year of revival? You ever focused on that? You ever asked God to help you focus on revival? When the earlier church sought the Lord and His power, He met with them. Look back at it. Look at verse 31. Look at the middle part of verse 31. And they were assembled together and they were filled all with the Holy Ghost. Here I find, in other words, by this phrase, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was a time of revival for the people of God. You know what they saw? They saw God moved in their midst. When I, when I can only think about Fellowship Baptist Church in 2024, I can only think of what God can do in this church, in your life, in my life. I can only see the greater things of what God could do and bring about revival in all of our lives. It could be. What if He does? Are you ready for it? Are we ready for it? Here, you see... We schedule maybe a couple of meetings a year. I've not been able to be here long enough to, for that, but I know I used to schedule revival meetings and different meetings every year. And, but you know what? Revival is not found in that man in which I call to come and preach behind the pulpit. The revival in which we need starts in my own life. And it's refocusing on away from the bad things, refocusing back on God's Word and our personal relationship with Him. See, when God gives us real revival, it's a time when profound changes take place around the house of God. See, when there is real revival, here, look back at verse 31. The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together and they were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Here, when you have preaching, when you have power of Almighty God, you got power in the Word, you got preaching that will be bold and powerful. There will be a spirit of conviction in our lives, in the church, in the altars, and the altars will never be neglected. There, you'll have zeal in the service. You say, what, what, what do you mean? See, God's people, you and me, will have a desire to serve. Not, not to tell God that I want to serve, but don't serve. I'll have a desire to serve the Lord. I'll have a desire to serve where God will place me. They will not have to be, uh, you won't have to be begged to be busy. The service will flow out of your love for Jesus. What about unity in the church? Look at verse 32. The Bible said, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. What about 
unity in a church, which means forgiveness and reconciliation will mark the fellowship of the church. You know, Ephesians 4.32, Be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Here I can only think about how about mutual concern among the membership. Look at verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the price of things that were sold. You know what? The church will be in the business of caring for one another. You do, you do understand that people in the church are hurting and you have no idea that they're hurting. Have you ever asked the Lord to bring someone in your life so that you can be a burden bearer for them? Maybe, maybe you've, you've been praying and you're begging, God, Lord, let me, let me be a help to someone. Or you keep your eyes open. Listen, I'm, I'm probably the first to say I'm not, I don't always have my eyes open. And I'll miss it. I'll miss it. And we've got to keep our eyes open. We've got to keep them ready and willing. You see, Galatians 6, 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of other. How about Romans twelve fifteen? Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. How about this year as we're asking God to rejuvenate us, we find what about love will be foundation and the result of all we do. Look at, do me a favor, look at verse this, the first part of, of uh, verse 31 and then we're going to turn to Matthew 22. In verse 31 it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Now look at Matthew 22. Look at Matthew 22. And look at verse 37. The Bible says in verse 37, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the love and the prophets. You ever, you ever thought about this? The love in which I give to Christ is the same love that in which I give to others. You think about that? He says the first and great commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul. First. And then if you can do that, then you can love others. What if this year, that this would be the year that our focus changes so much that we are now in a position to experience revival with those that we are helping be burden bearers with? Are you looking for that change? And I'm done with number five. 
What about, what if this is the year of reaching out? What if this is the year of reaching out? Would you look back at Acts chapter 4 and look at verse 33? The Bible says in verse 33, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. See, the early church was marked by zeal to reach the lost world around them. They went out, they preached the gospel, the, the gospel of grace and the power in boldness, they told the old, old story. You know, we sing, I love to tell the story. What story do we love to tell? How far do we go with the songs in which we sing? You know, we'll, we'll get up, and we'd love to sing them, but it stops right there. How about we actually do it? See, this could be the year when God would birth in you that kind of zeal into mine and your hearts. Listen to me, friends. If there is in or one thing that he, uh, that's, excuse me, that the modern church needs is a desire to see sinners saved. Sadly, most church members don't have a real consuming burden for lost souls. How long has it been since you were burdened over the lost? How long has it been since you labored in prayer for one dying in their sin? How long has it been since you spoke to a lost sinner about his soul? About her soul? How long has it been since you made an effort just to bring a lost soul to Jesus Christ? See, I learned, and I'm still learning, if we seek the Lord in this area, we just might cause this to be the year when we begin to carry out something that is called the Great Commission. This could be the year when, then, when you and I see what God can really do as we glorify Him. You know what? If I am willing to make myself available to Him, this could be the year when we see many come to Jesus. You know, all this service, I've been talking to you about refocusing. Now I want you to think about two other words. Not what if. But why not? Why not? Can I ask you a question? Do you believe that this is possible for your life and mine? Do we truly believe that this can happen if we would learn to refocus and instead of saying what if in a wrong way, but what if in a right way? What if, Lord, you will do this? After all, we serve a God who specializes in what is called the amazing and the unbelievable. And He makes it possible. You know, the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Every good gift, every perfect gift 
is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no veritableness, neither shadow of turning. Luke 12, 31 and 32 says this, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. I explain this verse like this. You want God to bless you, and you want God to honor you. You want God to work in your life. The one thing that I'm having to learn is I have to learn to seek after Him first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants, He wants to give it to you. He, he burns with desire to give it to you. Has the Lord shown you tonight, maybe it's possible. No, it's possible. Maybe He's spoken with you. What if? We change our focus in 24. Would you bow your hand, close your eyes?